Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Real talk in the house. And we are live and in living color. Well, at least I am. Uh, Des, are you, are you live and in color? I am live and in living color. <laughs> well, before we go any further, I'd like to say that this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in of the world. And if you're a drug-free athlete looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like what, Dr. Roy? Like a Mack truck through chocolate ice cream. Oh, it had to be chocolate. With a snickerdoodle uh, frosting. Huh? Snickerdoodle frosting. We'll go with that. Frosting on ice cream? <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, anywho, check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's chit chat with the beta. How you doing, Desiree? I am doing just fantastically, and I must say, I hope you are too, Mr. O'Kellen of the O'Patterson, as well as all of our listeners out there. It is Thursday. We are less than 24 hours away from Friday, and praise the Lord, I am ready. So I hope this evening finds you well and good health and that you are too blessed to be stressed, and I'm glad that you're joining us tonight. If you missed us on Tuesday, you missed a good show. We had uh, Mr. Ron Anderson on with his executive producer talking about their new reality program that they are going to be kicking off, a fitness reality program. And you know what? I'm not going to give you all the details. Why? Because it's in the archives, and I want you to listen to the whole show. It actually it's a pretty short one, so this will be a good listen. It's a pretty short one, only about 30 minutes, so check it out. Ron Anderson, uh, also check out any of the phonetics shows we have there, because there's a lot that's going on in that man's court. So uh, check it out and uh, take a listen, and then if you're interested, you feel like you qualify, or if you want to watch, all the details are in the show, so take a listen. As far as tonight's show, yeah, we are embarking into some uncharted territory. We have not Mm -hmm. uh, tackled this topic before. But you know what? I think it's going to be a good one. And um, as with everything, we're here to discuss, debate, educate, all of that good kind of stuff. And I don't know how much educating I can really do on this topic because it's so new that I'm just learning about it myself, more about it myself. But uh, we are going to be discussing um, transgender bodybuilding athletes and how that fits into the natural bodybuilding arena. Now, before we get too far down the road in this discussion, I do want to lay a couple of ground rules for tonight's discussion. Now, this is real talk, and we're going to keep it as real as we can, as we usually do, but here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to downgrade. We're not going to be mean-spirited. We are not going to um, use this as a platform to air our personal beliefs on one thing or another, because that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about athletes. We're here to talk about athletes that have made, you know, one choice or another, and whether or not those choices align with the criteria for natural bodybuilding. 
So if your questions, comments, thoughts um, are productive, and productive doesn't mean you have to agree one way or another. It just means that they are productive. They're not, they're not set up to, you know, hurt anyone per se to be mean-spirited. Then, yeah, we want to talk about them. We want to share them. If you're just going to go on a rant because, you know, someone else's choices offend you, we're not going to do that. We're not. So we're here to talk about transgender athletes, and that's what they are. They are athletes and how that aligns um, with natural bodybuilding. And so that's where we are. Um, And I know several of you are going to have a lot of questions, so we're going to go ahead and get started. And actually, our first one from Linda kind of sets up the stage properly. She's saying, what does transgender bodybuilding have to do with natural bodybuilding? Well, that's the question there exactly, Linda. Um, You know, the question is, do transgender athletes qualify and or meet the criteria to compete on a natural bodybuilding stage? Um, and this could be a real this could be a real short show to be honest because um, you know according to the criteria I think it is pretty cut and dried but not everyone may see it that way so the long of the short is um, I don't know that a lot of that transgender bodybuilding bodybuilders have really anything to do with natural bodybuilding because the very nature of being transgender which is a male who has made the decision to transition to a female or a female who has made the the decision to transition to male, um, they have to take hormones one way or the other. And I'm going to oversimplify and just put it in two categories and just say testosterone or estrogen, which, um, you know, I know there's probably a lot more that goes into it than that, but um, that's just, that's just the area that I'm going to put it into, they have to um, introduce those hormones into their bodies in order to make those transitions. And by the very definition of natural bodybuilding, that's not permitted. It's not permitted. It has nothing to do with their choices, um, you know, as far as becoming one version of themselves to another or transitioning from one version of themselves to another. That's just the, the hard the hard facts of it, and all natural athletes have to abide by that. Even individuals who are not transitioning but maybe have lower, a lower hormone profile to begin with and their doctors have prescribed them to take hormones, and I'm speaking predominantly of males who are just have low, low, super low testosterone levels, they're not able to compete naturally either. And that's kind of the long and short of it. And I guess, Kaylin, I feel like I've dominated this conversation if you want to jump in. No, I, it, it's it's a lot that uh, I mean because what what I've researched, this is not new. I mean, it's a new topic because of you know the format that's being uh, been given to them and the platform that's been given to this. But it it's been in the works for uh, some years now, at, at least uh, five. I, I'm 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 guessing more, but the, it's the research that I've done has been at least five. Um, yep. It's it's really uh, mind-boggling because the, the well I, I I digress because I'm I'm thinking about another article I read where um, you know the drugs being introduced to people's bodies are being 
overlooked for the sake of what they want to do instead of what is happening to their body. And I'm a little concerned with where this is going with people basically, you know, if, if, we, if we we talk about drug-free because the, the point of being drug-free is to keep your body as close to nature as possible, natural bodybuilding. And, um, you know, the, the, again, I hate to use the term slippery slope, but it, it's a good example of that right now where you keep allowing and allowing and allowing, and pretty soon the person's health is no longer a factor. It's basically back to the aesthetics of how they appear on stage. And isn't that the point of getting away from the the enhanced community because of so many health risks and health concerns? And I know that, you know, I already got listeners basically not happy with where I'm going with this, but if we're talking about I just take all the politics, all the religion, all the other things out of it, and just talk about a person's health and well-being, and you start introducing drugs, chemicals, and all these other things for the intent of what? And it would have to be aesthetic. And if that's the concern, then aren't we getting away from natural bodybuilding as a whole in general by going that route? I mean, I, I know I'm just reiterating what Des said, but these are the things that we have to factor in when making um, these choices and decisions and, uh, I guess, rules. Because if the rules aren't set in stone, then they do fluctuate. And that's what causes all the dilemmas and crisis and all these other things, back and forth, yelling and screaming, because people saying it's not fair if A gets to do what B cannot. Uh, Nope. Nope, I would agree. And I would say the other thing here that's probably starting to um, bubble this up to the top a little more is that there are actual transgender organizations, bodybuilding organizations, even if it's not a full-fledged organization for bodybuilding itself, they are holding bodybuilding competitions, which, A, is very cool. Um, but transgender athletes in bodybuilding itself is not new, especially on the enhanced side. Um, but what we're starting to see a little bit, of, little bit at a time, and I don't know that there's a lot of instances of it, but you might run into it here and there is where you have trans athletes that are competing in natural competitions. You're like, well, Desiree, how is that happening? Well, I'm not sure of all of the organizations, but they're quote-unquote labeled as natural, and I'm not sure what their level of testing is, if they require, um, you know, a polygraph prior to or if it's a urine test following or whatever it is, um, because if that's the case, then these athletes are going to ultimately show up because the hormones that they're taking are going to get caught, but they are competing, and until they do get caught, if they are winning – then again, that's the same issue that we've talked about. Anytime an enhanced athlete competes in a natural stage, whether that's transgender or, you know, they're in their natural-born bodies, um, that it's, it's just not fair to the athletes that they beat that were not enhanced in, in one way or another. And so, you know, that's, that's what's also sparking a little bit of the conversation and debate because, you know, there are some transgender athletes out there, at least one case that I'm aware of, and they, they beat 
um, natural athletes, and, and that's not fair. Um, and it's not just because of the hormones, but there are just some biological um, givens that you can't, that no amount of hormones that you take are going to erase, especially when you're transitioning from male into female. And I think that's the largest area of disparity where you might have unfairness is because regardless of what estrogen is going to do to a man's body to take on female characteristics or what they might call secondary female characteristics, there's still, until somebody can show me differently, and if I'm speaking out of ignorance, then please correct me. No, you're but not. They're still, you're their muscles are still going to react as a man's muscles. Yes. They, have, they still have natural-born ability to grow more muscle than a female yep. would. Because they're men. By that very nature, that's just how it works. And so you just can't you just can't equal that playing field. You can't level that playing field. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so it never it never will be fair, especially on the female front. On on the male, I don't know. I'm going to say it's still not fair because it's the hormones that are giving them their um, muscular ability. You know, can they get as big as a natural male? The answer is yes. I mean, I've seen it. There are trans males that are competing in enhanced organizations. And I'll tell you what, they look darn good. And you'll never tell that they were female unless you they have noticeable scars where they had, you know, surgeries to remove their breasts or whatnot. Um, and you'll never tell. Their size is great. Their physiques look phenomenal, and that's the beauty of testosterone and the other things that they're taking. It's giving them the body and the shape that they want, and they're putting in the work, make no doubt. Just because you take hormones does not going to make you a bodybuilder. They still have to be in the gym and do all the things that the rest of us do, but, um, you know, they look great. And there are females that look great too, but, again, that playing field is just not level. Kaylin? No. Uh, it, it, it's murky water for sure. I mean, um, it, 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 it's a road I would not take simply because, well, I, you know, we've already made the choice to be natural athletes, so any introduction of chemicals or drugs just seems like, well, what's the point? So, you know, it, it, and you weren't speaking out of ignorance. I mean, this is scientifically backed and this is factual data. So, you know, anything you're saying is going to be backed up yeah, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm really concerned. I'm, I'm very concerned with this nation's willingness to basically drug it up to have an appearance of something without any concern of what's being done internally to our body. I mean, I know we're talking about transgender, but this is still basically a, a, a side effect of our mental morality and where we're going in our thinking because our mentality is saying it, it can be done. We're, we're not asking if it should be done. And we, we're, we're continuing yes. to mess with, with our bodies in ways that just aren't scientifically backed to say this is an, an option that should be done. If you can afford to do it, that's not the same as is it going to be healthy to do it. We're steadily seeing people, you know, I remember when, and I'm going, I'm going to date myself, uh, when, when baseball was saying about the Tommy John surgery, you know, for pitchers, and it was if you go ahead and have the surgery, 
then you can uh, prolong your uh, baseball career. And a lot of the anesthesiologists were screaming at the top of their lungs, why are you having the surgery at all? You know, if the person needs surgery, then maybe they shouldn't play the sport. And, you know, it, but so many parents were so willing to, to put their children under the knife that, you know, it became uh, it became a, a, a good business for doctors to do and pursue who had who could be specialists for the surgeries on the elbow and the joint to help a pitcher basically prolong their career. But no one was talking about all the damage that was being done with the, the children going under the knife at such a young age, uh, some of them not actually coming out of the surgery but, you know, passing away. And these are the things that we're not addressing by saying, you know, is this something that we should do? I'm asking why are we willing to do it and what is the purpose of it other than aesthetics or or someone getting their wish? I mean, there was plenty of things that I wanted to do as a kid and my dad told me no, and later on in life I saw the reason behind that no. But now because of the economy and people being able to afford certain things, they're allowed to do it simply because they can afford it, and that's, um, that's a big concern to me because you have to question the morality and the mental state of a nation that is willing to continue to take these roads and, and options and put them on a plate when we're obviously seeing there's so many uh, uh, drawbacks to what's happening. I, I mean, I, I know I, I keep going off topic, but I'm saying this is a side effect of a side effect of a side effect because we keep making choices based on uh, monetary uh, uh, things and instead of basically morality things. That's you know, I see where you're going with that, and I don't. It's just kind of a tough. It, it is. It just. It's just tough because it is a slippery slope of where where do you draw the line? Um, and I can't pretend to understand all the ins and outs of being a transgender individual because I am not one. But I mm-hmm. I do. I think for these, and I can't. I'm not even going to try because I'm not even going to try to speak on behalf of these individuals who have lived the life feeling like they should have been someone other than they were born to be. So I'm not going to do that. But I don't think it's necessarily they make their changes based on whether or not they can afford it, although I understand that there are a lot of changes out there that people are making across the board just because they can, not because they should. So that part of it I don't disagree with. I don't know that we can take the transgender population and lump everybody who's in that population oh, under no. that umbrella. But I get I get where you're going with with the slippery with the slippery slope there. Um and and to that point there are there are some health risks that go along with transitioning from one sex to another and that information is out there. And if anybody who's listening is considering that, you should all become well educated on what you're going to be exposing yourself to 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 become yes. the person you feel that you are because there are a lot of health risks that come along with it. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, as far as lifting weights and being a bodybuilder, um, some of the articles, a lot of the articles that I've read, bodybuilding for the transgender community that participate in it 
it's because it's a release and an outlet for them, just like any other person who has found solace, sanity, and better health in um, strength training and fitness and that whole thing. I mean, they are finding the same benefits in it. Um, So there's that. There's that aspect of it. Um, You know, it's just a very, there's just nothing easy about the topic but we need to be talking about it because it's there. It's not going to go away, and I'm not saying it should go away, but everybody should be on at least a level playing field about what the opportunities are when it comes to bodybuilding, how that plays out in the natural arena, and then like any athlete out there, finding out where is the best fit for you. And if you are enhanced, transgender or not, There are organizations you can successfully compete in. The natural arena is just not one of them. Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, the rules are the rules. We all fall play by them, and when we try not to, we get caught. And that's the long and short of it. Um, And, you know, I've heard it said once, and if someone doesn't like (laughs) what the rules are for the Natty Nation, then they can do what so many others have done when they don't want to apply or or follow, abide by the stricter rules, and they create their own organization where it's less. And as you keep going down that slippery slope and you, you know, um, ease up on the restrictions and the rules and, you know, what uh, drugs you will and won't let slide by, then all you're doing is really just becoming another enhanced organization. That's the long and short of it. It has has nothing to do with your sexual orientation or, um, you know, your identity, who you identify to be. So, um, But I'm going to go ahead and get to some of these listener questions. I think we've probably blah, blah, blah our way through some of them. So sorry, guys, if we have bored you, gotten off topic, um, have done everything except what we're supposed to. But let's get to it. This one is from Junior. There are so many drugs involved with the choices to be transgender that we are not seeing the health risks that come with that decision. And, Junior, you are correct, and I feel like we've talked about that. Am I educated enough to talk to uh, share all of the health risks? No, I am not. Some of them can include high blood pressure, weight gain, and yep. risk risk of heart disease and stroke, diabetes, headaches. Yep. Um, you know, if you're female, liver. it could be ovarian kidneys. problems, liver, liver cancer, kidneys, all of that sorts of things. Um, you know, there could be gallstones, um, benign growth yep. in the brain, blood clots. I mean, just, just you know, very high level. I'm sure there's a lot more, and maybe there are um, exceptions to the rule for all of those, but those are just common, common enough that they get listed out there if you are considering making that transition and, and you know, yes. looking at what you could be exposing yourself to. So there definitely are health risks. Um, this one is from Donna. She says, don't the women who compete in the enhanced world already technically compete in a faux transgender state if they are taking HGH and steroids? And while I never quite thought of it that way, Donna, I would tend to agree with you. And, yes, that that is the state that they are competing in, just not to the full-blown I want to um, identify as a male degree. Kaylin? Well, this, this is a, a, I mean, that's, that's one of those where you go, wow, you know, wow. And you, yeah, I never thought of that either. And, 
but that is a good point. And, you know, one of the things that's always a telltale sign of when uh, women start using is they take on more masculine features. And, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Um, there was, I, if anyone wants to do their research and wants to be lazy about it, HBO, when Bryant Gumbel was with them, had done a special about women in the enhanced world and the, and the use of drugs. And just some of the things that they had to deal with on a regular basis, it was shocking. And, uh, you know, where they have to basically take uh, counteractive drugs. So not only were they taking the drugs for the, the, the you know, the muscle growth, you know, the HEH and the steroids and uh, whatever else they were using, but then they had to do certain surgeries to their bodies to keep a more feminine look because their their bodies were becoming so masculine that even they had issues with how they were appearing. And and it was just, it, it's, it's something that you, you have to address. Like, like Dad said, we, we, I mean, it, it's, it's not like it's a secret. This information is out there. It's not hard to research. It's not hard to find. It's, it's readily available. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people don't talk about it simply because of the shame that's involved in it, but it's readily available for anyone who wants to uh, seek it out and research it, it and it's, uh, it's easy to find, the best way to say it. But good question. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was, that one, you guys stumped me with that one, so great job on that. Yeah, I mean, and to Kaylin's point, just some of the things that when women start to take the uh, hormones, that give them a more um, male appearance or male, you know, body, you know, the fat is going to redistribute from the areas that are, that women most predominantly carry it. So that's the thighs, hips, and chest um, and the buttocks. And it's going to redistribute to where men particularly carry it. And for men, a lot of it is in the stomach. So Women are going to become thinner and leaner in the areas that we normally carry more fat, and we're going to we're going to put it on in areas where we don't normally carry it as much. And you're going to start to uh, grow grow facial hair. Um, your voice will change. Um, you know, they like to say your upper body strength and muscle development may increase. Well, if you're building it, it it will increase. It's going to increase regardless yes. to what degree you might exercise or lift weight. Um, you know, and normal body processes will decrease, if not go away altogether. And, you know, so there's just some of the things that when you take those hormones, your body is going to do what those hormones instruct it to do. And if it's a male hormone, yes. then, yes, females yes. are going to take on male, male characteristics and vice versa. So, <clears throat> Donna, that was a good one there. Yeah. There's one more thing I'd like to add. And uh, that's also the health risks that go along with being uh, masculine. Uh, that uh, highly increases. Uh, basically, the like you said, what you're reading with uh, the transgender choice for taking the hormones, it's it's identical to uh, when women mm. are taking the hormones and the drugs. The high blood pressure, the heart attacks. I mean, the heart attacks are just uh, through the roof for the women that use. I mean, a, a lot of this stuff. I'm I'm really shocked that it's not made more uh, aware in the community or the fitness community. Maybe because you know there's there's a fear 
of somebody, uh, you know, coming back on them. I'm not really sure. But uh, I know on Real Talk we share this information a lot. Maybe not as much as we should, but uh, we don't want to dominate the show with just consistently going back over and over and over about this stuff could kill you because, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's more than well-documented and well-known. Uh, we're not saying anything that a lot of people don't already know. They're just not sharing like we do on this show. Uh, there are other shows that do share this information. I'm not saying we're solely the only ones doing it, but uh, we do speak on it a lot because we have concern for the people's lives. Um, the health, it, it, it's, it's, it's shocking. I mean, it, it's really shocking how much information is out there and how much is not being presented to the people that are asking for these options other than, you know, you can live through it. I I, I almost harken back to when, um, I'll go back to Genesis, where, you know, when Eve was asking a question and Satan basically presented to her, well, you won't die right now, you know, but you, you're, 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 you're going to die later on. But, hey, not right now, so, you know, what, what's the harm in it? And I think that's what a lot of people, because of their their drive and their goal to look a certain way, that they're willing to forego their health and fitness. And I think at that point, someone has to intervene and say, well, these are the true options that you're going to be presented with. And down through the years, is this something you'd like to continue? Beth? And there you have it. Um, this next comment is from Dale. He, Dale, he says, are we really fighting against the belief or feeling as compared to actual facts based in science? Um, and I don't know that we're really fighting. We're not fighting about anything. It, it just is what no. it is. It just is what it is. If you are enhanced, you are not natural. For what? And we're not talking about the reason you became enhanced. We're just talking about are you enhanced there or you are go. you not? And that's the only question we really need to be answering there. Um, This next one from Tabitha. If a person can't afford to have the first-class transition, then wouldn't a lower-grade, riskier option find its way into a transgender person's option? Um, And you know, Tabitha, like I said, I don't know enough about all the options that are out there, but like with anything in human nature, if you really want something and you can't afford to do it, you know, maybe the safest way, but you can you can take the uh, quote unquote sales price option. Then yeah, there will be a way there will be a way to do it and a way to get it done. But I'm glad you asked that because there is a warning that I read that I found was interesting. And it and to your point, it's showing that people are taking a less safe route. Um, I think because finances are driving the fact that they have to do that. And it was a safety warning, and it says, why get hormones from a provider? Now, this is not steroids this is talking about. This is a recommendation for individuals seeking to transition from one sex to another. It says, by getting your hormones from a provider, you can be sure that you're taking the right dosage for your body, that you are certain about the quality of your hormones, and that your health is being monitored. So they're basically saying, go through a doctor or go through someone who can or who has more experience with administering the hormones and whatever else goes into this process versus, you know, basically buying them off the street and trying to guide the transition on your own. And it also says sharing hormones um, 
vials or syringes can increase your risk of getting HIV or hepatitis C and increase scarring at the injection site. If you do share hormones, it is best to use your own syringe. So, again, people are out there practicing in ways that they shouldn't be, probably because that's what they can afford. They really want the transition, but they can't afford to go through, you know, a clinic or an office or, or, or a physician or whoever would be the expert on making sure that a transition happens in a safe manner. So, Tabitha, yeah, those, it sounds like unsafe practices out there are going on. I don't know to what degree, and that's probably a whole other issue, but all I can say is, come on, folks, regardless of what you're doing, know the risks, be safe, and as Kaylin was saying, really ask yourself how important are these drugs to you or hormones or whatever is going on. Can you live the life that you want without using them? And for some people, the answer will be no. I have to. This is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. Then what I'm going to say to yep. you is save your pennies yep. and find your way, find a way to do it the right way and or the safest way for your own sake. Well, and that's all I have to say about uh, that. It, 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 this, yeah, yeah. It, 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 this is a good show, but it's a tough one. Um, because I sure don't want to. It, it's it's a lot going on, and I think they're downplaying the information that should be made available, basically at the expense of the people that are seeking to spend the money. And you know, just like any job or any profession, there's going to be people that are basically out there to take your money. And with no concern. I remember when the, the butt implants were a big deal and all of a sudden you had all these infections that were happening and women were having to have their buttocks removed. I mean, like most of the muscle tissue as well because their bodies were so damaged from this. I wouldn't even call them surgeries. I called it butchered. They were just butchered to the point that bodies couldn't uh, heal or recover from with, you know, with all the splashing and, and, and everything else, it, it, it's it's a big risk. And um, like I said, if we're not addressing the person fully, then we're not considering their humanity. We're just seeing uh, a dollar sign and, and, and ways to, to get it. it. It's a lot involved in, in the transgender uh, life. And, and like that said, I, I can't speak on it because I don't live it. But there's a lot of information out there that that's readily available, just like anything else. And and you, you do your research. I mean, just like we say when you're getting ready to compete, do your homework, do your research, see what's going on, know for what it know it for what it is instead of the dream you have in your head. I've known people that made plenty of bad decisions simply because they wanted something without thinking it through fully. Uh, there's people I know that wanted a car just because of the name of the brand. They got the car they wanted, didn't have an engine that worked for nothing, and they lost the car they wanted just as quickly as they got it. There's people that have gone on and and gotten into relationships that just didn't work out, but they said, you know, it seems like a good thing right now instead of basically doing the research. If, If we're not fully engaged with people to let them know exactly what they're getting into, 
then there's a lot that could go wrong. And then that's what we're talking about with natural bodybuilding as far as having transgender people in it. It's just no way it can work out if you do the research. It doesn't pan out. And to have to rewrite the criteria for, for something that's a natural state, I don't see the benefit of it. If there is an organization already present for this community to have, I, I, I'm not understanding, and I, I know, I know, listen to me, I know what I just said, and I'm still saying it that way because you can go any color in the spectrum and that statement still stands. So this is not segregating anyone. This is not isolating anyone. This is saying if you take chemicals or drugs to alter who you are, then you're no longer in a natural state. And if you don't understand that, you're so stuck in a, in a way of thinking that you refuse to see the truth. Science is not going to call me a lie. Uh, the data is not going to call me a lie. I'm not going against anyone or anything. This is what natural bodybuilding is. And if you can't see that fully, then you're fighting yourself because I'm not fighting this. We're not fighting anyone. This is just the, this is the, the foundation this was set on, and it's been working for over 40 years, over 50 years now. And And... If you want to get drug tested and find out you failed, then guess what? You failed. Well, this because I'm taking this drug. You just admitted your own guilt. I don't understand the, the, the frustration that's coming with what's going on because this is what it is. And it's not like it's mm-hmm. saying you have to put your health at risk. You have to put your life at risk. You have to basically downgrade someone else. The natural bodybuilding community is the natural bodybuilding community. I don't care how many cheaters you've had go through it. That's irrelevant. They're cheaters. They'll be cheaters until the day they die. The natural bodybuilding community is alive and well because we have natural athletes willing to step on stage and compete on an even playing field. That's the gist of it. It's not about going against anyone it's not segregating anyone. It's saying if you want to be a natural athlete and compete, then by God, get out there and do it. I'll hold a banner up there for you. But when you start talking about drugs, chemicals, and altering, it becomes something that is unnatural. And now you're talking about, like that said, a whole different ball ballpark and playing field. So no one is, is demeaning taking away or, or saying anything. This is simply about bodybuilding and who has a right to be on that stage with the other people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, do I think transgender athletes should be able to compete? Definitely. If they have a desire to compete, if lifting weights is part of their lifeline and it's a passion of theirs, they most should definitely be able to compete. Um, but in doing so, and I'm not going to keep reiterating everything we've already said, they have to compete in the venues that align with their choices. And that's no different for any other athlete that's out there. This has nothing to do with identification choices. It has nothing to do with sexuality. It's just how the organizations are set up. 
And, you know, okay, there are a lot of great transgender athletes out there that are doing it. This one is for Dez and I, and I'll let Dez go first. This is from Samuel, and he says, everything you guys are saying basically says that they have a better chance to compete in the enhanced community and it not be an issue as compared to trying to compete in the natural community and it would be an issue. Yes? Uh, yeah. I think that's exactly what I'm saying. And I also think that, um, you know, depending on how their transition is gone, you know, if, if the enhanced community is where they find a home, that's great. And I also just want to make known that there are organizations specifically for yes. or competitions specifically for transgender athletes, which may, may be more comfortable for them just because their transition doesn't have to be complete for them to compete. You may have a, a female transitioning to male who maybe still has her breasts. She can compete in those environments and not be ostracized. Um, you yeah. know, you may have a male, uh, again, transitioning to female, that, um, or a male transitioning to female who maybe still has his male parts. In bodybuilding, you're still out there in in bodybuilding attire, regardless of who's putting on the competition or the show. Again, that individual is not going to be ostracized because they are competing as a female but still have their male parts because their transition is not yet complete. So, I mean, depending on where everyone is in their phase, depending on where their muscle development and maturity is, there are places that are better suited for an athlete than maybe another. But, I mean, there is there are opportunities for everyone. I mean, and that's, yeah. and that's just a yeah. lot to consider and, and information to be shared. Again, I go back to the, uh, the health risk and all the things that are uh, going with that field. Um, it, it, it doesn't change regardless how strongly you're compelled to do it. Uh, the risks are the risks. Uh, there's a risk for uh, going to a gym and exercising. We know that every time we go through the door, and we still choose to take that risk. There's a risk walking out your door. I mean, and it, these things don't change simply because you say, well, I don't believe it. It's irrelevant. And, uh, we, and I think that's where the question about the belief, I don't know who asked that, where, where people say, you know, you know this, I'm so for this, then I think it's right. Then that's your belief. That's not a science fact. Uh, science disagrees with you. If, if, if science disagrees with you, then there's no point in debating it. I, I don't understand it. We're, we're mirroring a lot of what's going on in the, the political realm. We're not going to go there. But I'm just saying we're mirroring a lot of what's going on with that where you simply say, I'm going to be divisive because I don't agree with you. That changes nothing. It, 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 it absolutely adds nothing to the conversation. It takes away from it, actually, because now, you know, you're showing a, a closed-minded state of thought, and it, it takes away from everything that would be a conversation. So, you know, yelling, uh, screaming, obviously you know I'm not reading the stuff that you've been putting on, on air, and uh, Des had put those rules ahead of time. So, you know, it it doesn't matter when, when science and data says this is how it is, it's been this way for thousands of years, 
with DNA and genetics and everything else. Uh, you take drugs, there's a risk of, of the drug being reacting to your body in a very negative way. Um, a lot of people are living in, in caskets right now, and I say that in jest because you're not living at all. You're dead. And if you're not understanding the risk that you're getting into or in getting involved with, then I would really ask you to research. Uh, I'm not saying reconsider because, like that says, I don't have the. I, I'm, I'm very ignorant to a lot of the transgender life and lifestyle. I'm learning simply because uh, Des and I have been doing our research for this show we're doing now. Um, if, if you want to question, uh, question our, our Christianity over it, that's fine too. That doesn't change either. Um, we are just talking about this simply because it became a topic and we wanted to address it from what we thought. We wanted to get a more actual, factual information out of there, out to the community, instead of basically just dealing with beliefs and feelings. Um, I've never seen anything successfully work with that, especially if it's gone off from an understanding of not truth, but basically just how you feel at that time. Feelings change. Beliefs change. Um, but the truth does not. The truth will always be the truth. Yes? Uh-oh. That I don't Did want I anyone to walk away with thinking that we are bashing anything. We're not. If anything, no. I hope you walk away with that. We are incredibly consistent. Our message has not changed, even though the um, nature of the athlete may be a little bit different on this one. Our stance for all athletes wanting to be a natural competitor are the same, and and that's what this show is about. It's about where do transgender athletes fit when it comes to natural competition, and the fact of the matter is, if they take banned substances, they don't. It has nothing to do with them being transgender whatsoever. So I encourage, yeah. you know, like we've always said, if whatever your choices are, there's a place for you. Just, t- yeah. you know, take advantage well, of those opportunities and be happy. No one's, no one's asking you to feel one way or another about your choices. Your decisions are your own, just like our decisions are our own. Yes. And and that's the long yes. short of it. You know, really, I feel like we're just repeating ourselves at this point, so I almost oh, feel no, like I, I wanna, it's I a shout-out. I, I want to put this out there because I think people are, are still trying. We're, we're not fighting our listeners, and our listeners aren't technically fighting us. It's just a few. But um, there, there's a guy at our at, yeah. There's a guy at our gym, and he he basically ate all the wrong food, made a lot of bad uh, health choices, food choices, and his body suffered from it. And so you know uh, he started having the lower testosterone and all these other things that come with basically your body shutting down because of all the abuse you've done to it, and. I just remember him saying, you know, he'd seen all the competitors that had come to the gym. You know, we at Fit Body U, we have a lot of uh, natural athletes that come through those doors because they want to, you know, do posing or whatever, whatever. And it's it's a lot of fun. And he wanted to be a part of that fun. But I was like, you know, with, with your health being in the state it's in, I don't recommend it, you know, with you pushing yourself until you basically get a clean bill of health. And he 
sport. He just didn't want to do that. He wanted to forego all that. And so he went to a doctor and got the uh, the prescription to do the uh, testosterone. And he said, now I can compete. And I said, no, now you can't. I said, because now you're insuring that you won't ever be happy. And I was trying to explain to him there's a difference between legal and natural. And, uh, you know, I think he held it against me for about five or six months, but he finally came to the understanding of what I was saying because it wasn't an attack to him. I wasn't personally attacking him. All I was doing was addressing the statement that he made. And a lot of times when we say things that aren't in agreement with what people feel or believe, a lot of times there's aggressive tendencies, a lot of yelling and shouting. But at the end of the day, the truth still stands. That's what I wanted to add, Des. Go ahead. All right. Well, that's all I've got, my friend. So with that being said, guys, I I hope it's... Yep, and he still loves Snickerdoodle, and I'm still all about Chocolate Wave for the win. And um, uh, if you just said Chocolate Wave, it would be more acceptable. <laughs> chocolate Wave for the win. And, um, uh, you know, as always, do your research, be careful about all things, and we do not promote hate in any way, shape, or form. No. So. No. You know what? We are in support of human beings. And if that human being happens to be a transgender athlete that would reach out to me and ask me for, you know, advice, you better believe I'm going to give it, regardless of where they're competing. And that's just how it is. I think we've already tackled the subject we've been talking about. We've answered the question of, uh, you know, can you compete naturally if you're enhanced? And you can't. And that's the long and short of it. And that's all I have to On behalf of myself, Kaylin Patterson, all bodybuilding athletes everywhere, the boys from P4P Muscle, if your body is a temple, then let's build it. Amen.